first off, I'd like to reiterate that the only thing that can be taught really is duality. You can't teach non-duality. You can teach duality. And in seeing duality, if you want to, duality is the sense of on a personal scale is subject-object. On a larger scale, it's sort of like high-low, male-female, yes-no, yeah, either or, like almost like a binary system. So the senses are more circular, yeah? Information seems to come through and then like this. But the mind's binary. It just goes yes, no, convinced, unconvinced, close, far, yeah? It doesn't work in a circular manner, really. So, so dualism would be the subject-object. Duality is how the subject-object is seen outside, yeah? So in, in, in describing or like sharing about the effects of duality and dualism, when that knowledge is presented, and then with a little bit of a capper to it, which is you're not that, that's sort of the only way to be taught, really, is to be taught about what you're not. You can't be taught about what you are, because you'd be hearing it as what you're not, and it would just become another aspect of what you're not, yeah? You'd become conceptual, or you thought you got it, yes? It wouldn't... It, it wouldn't, that presence would have to become conceptualized for you to stay present, yeah, as the absence, you know what I mean? For the idea of you as what you're not to seem to be so, that cannot be so. It just can't be so. You know, it can be so to you, which is very easy. It translates it into a conceptual idea. Now you have an understanding that you have, but really, this isn't about you getting it. It's about seeing there is no you. Yeah? It's, it's, in your, it's in our inherent absence, that's when it becomes really obviously present. And when it becomes present, there's a flavor that gets delivered that it can never not be present. Yeah? It just sort of, it's a, it doesn't go, it's not a thought that you rethink like a mantra, but it just seeps into your attitude and outlook. It just seeps into it. And it just sort of spreads where... For at once, there's a sense of something that's constantly so, without any uh, fibrillations, any movements, and everything like that. In other words, it's prior to the circumstances and situations that are seen in it. Yeah. So therefore, to me, the teaching is more about how it looks like from where we're, from what, what we're not, and from where we're not, yeah? And by describing that, and then bringing it to the point, and I'm not that. Like, for me, when I heard that information, the, all the different ways it was expressed, and different bits of information, they all distilled into, and I'm not that. And that was the, that was it, yeah? As soon as my mind got that, I'm not that, it can, it could entertain an inherent freedom from that, yeah? Because it's not it. If it, if it takes itself, let's say, in the, in the selfing modality, when the mind has taken, it, taken itself to be self, then it's trying to be free as a self, yeah? which is a form of bondage, as you can see. If you see, the most talking about obsession with self is people trying to get out of self. They're more engaged in the problem, in the, in the pursuit of the solution, than anyone else, really. They're talking about it all day, and everything is described from the point, oh, my self's driving me crazy, whatever, like that. But the basic intent is to get out of it, but it actually produces a, a real, real level of being in it. <laughs> and there's nothing like being in something when you think you're getting out of it. <laughs> there's nothing like it, because it's very hard to discern. You know? if, if there was discernment of it, there would be there would be a, a stopping of trying to get out of it because you realize you were never in it. Yeah, that's the way it works. Really. But while you're trying to get out of it and actually you're in it, it, it just keeps driving the trying to get out of it because you're trying to get out of it, but the same conditions are dominant. You feel like you're in it, and yet you want to get out of it. <laughs> the solution is. That what's feeling like it's in it isn't you. Yeah? So what actually, the sense of being you, that there has to be to be in something. Yeah? Because if you're really in something and you've always been in it, you don't know you're in it. Yeah? But the selfing 
is something, it believes it's in it because it believes it could be out of it. Yeah? I've had moments when I've been out of it which really makes it really, really suffering and painful to be in it. If you always were in it, you wouldn't, it would just be the way it is. Yeah? But there's a feeling that you've been out of it as a self and so it really sucks when you're in it. And so the self wants to get out of what it th- thought it was in. Now, if you are not that, therefore you were never in it, so there's no need to get out of it. That's actually what I would feel would be able to describe an experience called being out of self. Yeah? But there would be no contrast. There wouldn't be, oh, I'm feeling I'm out of self because I was really feeling I was in self. No, there would just be out of self. Yeah? And that would be the inherent condition. And therefore, there's no way you have ever been in self. No matter all the movements of mind acting as if it's going in and out, in and out, in and out, with you as like the little, uh, like bobbing ball on that current of duality, in and out, in and out, thinking you're the in and then you're the out, and you're the in and you're the out, yes? That bobbing ball, if, if that's not you, there's just the movement of mind going in and out, yeah? But it never leaves, it's sort of like the water never leaves the tub, yeah? There's a movement, the water goes back and forth, back and forth, but it never leaves the confines of the, the context of the tub. I would say we're that tub, that awareness, yeah? So we're, we're aware of the mind's movement, but what happens is the mind has placed a little fixed object called you as like a little ball, a bobbing ball, and then it's following that bobbing ball and telling a story about it. Oh, I'm really in self today, and oh, I was out of self when I went on that retreat, but somehow I got sucked back into self. And the duality, the movement is always going to be going, like tides, yeah? Low and high, high and low. And then there's all these mental currents in that water, but they never leave the tub, yeah? The context, or the bowl that's holding it, is awareness. And that awareness isn't uh, fluctuating. It's not... Spiking. It's not going up and going down based on circumstances and situations. In a sense, it's the only reliable thing here, which is that it's no thing. Yeah? So when the mind rests on that, instead of resting on the idea of being a self, when the mind rests on the idea of being a self, it's agitation, yes? Because self, it's empty, it's false, it doesn't have a substance, it's all movement, yeah? It's all agitation. And if the agitation spins at a fast enough rate, it seems to take a, a, a form. But only in your head, yeah? It's sort of like the self thing goes so fast that it, it seems like it's swirling and then something takes form in the swirl. And you, ah, me. Me. That's what I am. Me. I'm that picture the mind projects with all the thinking, yes? But so when mind's resting on that, it's resting on agitation. So it's agitated by what it's resting on, and it's trying to seek relief as the agitation. So it doesn't know, it goes to a beautiful practice, let's say, and it just fucks that up, just like it did the job site. It was that, yeah. If you go to a temple and you see, you think, oh, you go there for a, a day long, everyone looks great, but if you move in there, it's this bickering and hierarchy and mind trips are going on. It's the same mental condition going on in every every idyllic form that you can imagine. Oh, the highest, oh, they all look so peaceful and just live here for a couple of weeks. You'll see what's happening, you know what I mean? <laughs> People are knocking on your door late at night. Are you wearing anything? <laughs> Come on in, you know what I mean? Things are going on like crazy. <laughs> because the mind's agitated. Yeah? Resting on the idea of being a self, because self is inherently empty, and it construes to mean that it can be filled up. So it's desiring and seeking constantly to become. That's what the selfing is, isn't it? It's a desire to become. Every thought stream that goes by is like, like a trawling, like when they f- trawl for fish. It's like a giant net thrown in, and it throws in like, oh, that person, I think they're talking about me, and they talk know I'm a loser, whatever, you know? And so there's, you follow that and you become that noun, the mind's using the verb to produce, which is I'm a loser. You know, I'm a fraud. I'm great. I'm this, whatever, yes? So the selfing is constantly producing or attempting to produce a becoming. 
All the while, there is being. Yeah? Being, so what we're, we're trying to become something. You know, as we're going the other, the mind's going the other way. It's denying its sense of being, and it's trying to become its own idea of being. Like a very unique, special being, let's say, Paul, as a body. Yeah? So its desire to become is the engine of selfing. Yeah? But the being is always available at all times. It's like Ramana Maharshi says, to know God is to be God. Yeah? See, but for us to know something is to be the knower. Yeah? It's different. That's another form of knowledge. Yeah? To know God is to be God. But the, the form of knowledge that's being run up here is to know something is to be the knower of it. The emphasis is on the knower of it, not what's known. When the emphasis is on what's known, it's being. Yeah? Ding. So, oh, bing, like that. Then the being occurs, the being is already completed. Well, it never even began, but there's no, there's no, uh, there's no practice of becoming because it's being already. It's, 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 the, it's the, the goal in and of itself, yeah? It's the starting point and the end point already. So the being, when that's rested in, yes, by mind, when it's resting there, it cuts off that engine to becoming. Yeah. And so in the being, what occurs is you find out. When the mind starts resting on being, and if you live a while, you're going to find out what it means as you here for 20 years or 30 years or a day or 50 years, yeah? You're going to find out the knowledge is going to be a living knowledge. It's going to inform, not, it's not going to inform you, it's going to inform as you, yeah? As you're living, it's going to inform as you. Just like someone's getting it from you, you're going to be getting it in a sense from you, yeah? And then by, and by watching it, you know, express, you get an intimation of where it's coming from. Yeah. You get a sense of the being by its manifesting. Yeah. And so, therefore, the whole drive of becoming gets sort of cut off. It loses its oomph. And then that attention and interest, which was like the wind, to move you, that little bobbing thing, back and forth in the currents of duality, yes? The wind now doesn't blow that way anymore. It's, all your interest and attention isn't into the, into the activity of becoming anymore. It's resting or abiding in being. Yeah. It's resting. It's the same energy that fuels the agitation in a way, but it put into this location, yeah, put into being, what it provokes is rest. Yeah. When put into selfing, it, pro it provokes agitation and more agitation. Yeah. What is seeking but agitation, obviously? Yeah. Seeking is agitation. When you're seeking, in a way, no matter where you seem to be, you're not completely there because there's a looking over the fence. You're still seeking, you know, trying to add on to, trying to become. Yes? But here, that same interest and attention is now resting because it's in its completion. It's at the beginning and the end. It's at the every moment of the process. It doesn't need to go anywhere because all there is is that. So it rests. And when that starts resting, it expresses through this action figure here over the years. And you start intimating where this is coming from by what's happening. Yeah. And it's like, instead of reading about it, you learn about it by finding out. So your idea of what was described in the scripture can be totally different than what you read as the description because it's now, act, it's, it's like a living book. It's not something that was compressed on pages, but it may take 20, 30 years. It's a constantly uh, opening up in time of the same source of expression. Yeah? And it's really an incredible little journey. You just see what it, and the, the thing is, the solution is the only way you know the problem. You can't know the problem is imaginary from the problem. It's impossible. You can think you have an understanding of that, but you can't know it because you would, then you'd be the solution. Yeah. If you knew the problem was imaginary, you would realize you are the solution. It would just be very quick. Yeah. So you can't know the problem of the problem, but you know the problem by the solution. And from the solution's point of view, it's imaginary. It's an imaginary problem. There is no, there's nothing other than this solution. 
it's not even a solution because there isn't a problem, but we'll call it a solution, right? So from the solution, you know the problem, and you know the problem as actually having no potent effect on what you are. It has a lot of effect on what you're not, yes? Your nervous system, the body, and everything like that, but it has no effect on what you are. When you believe it's having an effect on you, and you identify with the you that you're not, that's the problem, trying to understand the problem. Yeah? The best you can do is have a view. An understanding that may work a little bit, but it's not going to, it doesn't quick, it doesn't uh, lock into vision, which is a seeing. Yeah? The seeing doesn't go through fits of blindness. It is just seeing. Yeah? The mind can go through fits of blindness, but you're not that. So you watch it, and what's able to watch it is seeing. And so you see the blindness that you think you're in. <laughs> you don't get that. You must be seeing to see the blindness that you're in. And people will poetically describe what it was like for a few days when they were blind, but they were seeing all the time. Wow, and they weren't being able to describe it. <laughs> they missed that point. There's, a, there's no place where the seeing ends. There's no place where what's happening can appear before the seeing. The seeing is always prior. So even when you're in your deepest pits, the only way you know that is by seeing. Yeah. So the seeing sees everything. Your feeling of being super low or your moments of feeling super high. It doesn't have an opinion on what it sees because its nature is seeing. Yeah? And that nature is never not its nature. So that is reliable. When mind rests on that, it goes through transformations. The engine that runs that seeking, that agitation, that that never being able to be here because there's a there and then in its little mind stream. Yeah, I've got to get somewhere. I, what, this doesn't look like where I want it to be. Whatever. Yes, all of that stuff it loses. It it starts paling. Yeah, it starts like uh, the colors go out of it. Yeah, and so the, this imaginary bookend just moves more and more. And then there's all there is is this. And you're totally equipped to be here because you're here. There's no preparation needed. I mean, you're already jumped out of the plane and the parachute already opened. There's no boot camp or anything. You're here. <laughs> this, is, this is the moment. And you have the ability to respond to it. You know, it's available. Yeah? You don't have to go into files about millions of imaginary past here's and then the, the, the overriding ecliptic effect of worrying about future moments of here, you're just located here. Yeah? And in here, being is obvious, and there's a resting. Yeah? And there's the ability to enjoy peace of mind. And so you drink from that all day, that peace of mind. It's like the ever-presence of, or the hum of awareness, or whatever you want to call it. But there's an overriding sense of being in a contextual, uh, not seen space, an alive space. And you're more of that space than you are of what's the vehicle appearing in. Yeah. Yeah. The whole idea of you as the vehicle getting a hit of it is gone. You realize that was a very preliminary, very uh, small way of looking at it. And now you're just rolling along with it. As it, in a sense. So, and then by that, you know the problem. It becomes really clear. And then, because uh, the relief has occurred. Yeah? So when you're not in the problem, you can see it. And when you're seeing it, you're not in the problem. And when you're seeing it, you know there's no problem to be in, so there's no need to get out. It's just very clear. When you're in the problem, it's like we always use that example. Someone puts a hand on your shoulder when you were born, and it's been there ever since. You wouldn't know it was there. Yeah? But it would have effects on you as an action figure. Yeah? And your mind would be trying to figure out, you know, where's the cause and effect? And it would have probably incredible elaborate ideas of, why am I, why is my shoulder drooping? You know, my, it must have come out of my mother's womb differently. The, the doctor grab my shoulder too much or somehow, you know, tons of stories. And yet, none of them would be correct because no relief would follow when you knew it. You, you would know it. I know why I'm fucked, but you'd still be fucked. You know? I mean, what's the point, really? <laughs> you know, like they say, ignorance, ignorance is bliss. In a sense, it is. 
I see people have way too much information about <laughs> about what they think's going on. It's driving them crazy. <laughs> they've lost the, they've lost like that childlike uh, the towel of life. You know, they're just thinking everything out too much. So, so yeah. So, what would happen if someone if it was lifted one day? As soon as you lift, it was lifted, you would know the problem by its solution. You know, it got lifted. You would know it by its absence. Yeah. You would know it was the presence of the hand that was causing all these problems. Now that the presence is absent, there's a huge relief. That's exactly what it's like with the selfing. When the selfing isn't taken to be you, yeah, you don't fall, you don't follow the whole selfing and then live as if it's you're the product of all that. The feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yes. When that's not so, then that presence, that false presence, has been lifted, and now you know. You know it by its absence. And you, how you know it is, I'm not that. Yeah? That's simple as that. I am not that. So as soon as I stop taking myself to be the false presence, what happens? The presence becomes obvious to the mind. It that doesn't have to be shipped in from China or, or from some temple site. It's already so. It's always been so. It's always been the case. It's just your interest and attention wasn't on it. Because your interest and attention was wedded to being a you. Yeah. And if it's wedded to being a you, it can be wedded to being a spiritual you, just as like a cranky you, or a, or a nice type of guy you, or a bad, you know, bad you. It doesn't matter. It's, it, any you will do. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really have a, it doesn't care about the selection. It's just something that I'm on to, yeah. Yeah, that, it's the bondage of self. It's not self. It's the bondage of self. It's the mind being bonded to this idea of being a body. And then all the thought system that supports and reinforces that. And then all the stories strung out into time. Oh, I'm historically, I've been here for a long time. All these things happen to me. And therefore, I expect a lot of things will happen to me. And the mind just streams, just takes this impossibility and puts it into this idea of time and stretches it out and thinks about it. Oh, yeah. And it seems like, yeah, I feel like me. I feel like the same me I was 20 years ago. No fucking way. You know what? Oh, yeah, I'm the same person I was when I was a two-year-old. You weren't a person, nor are you now. But you were definitely not one then. So there's no way you have any lineage back to that. None. There's no lineage from you now to there. It's all made up. It's all just been mentally constructed, like like uh, the Spider-Man when he shoots his web and sticks on something. The mind just goes, and it's just stuck. And it has this whole web of story it's living in. You've got to keep doing it to keep it going because it's, it's weakening every day. The ever-presence of life is just beating in. Swing from the fist. Never get caught here. Never. Never. <laughs> but all that movement is fueled by the mind taking itself to be what moves. A bobbing ball. You know, that little plastic ball. That bobbing ball. My interest attention is constantly following it. And it's like a hypnotism, you know? I was great once and feeling terrible today, but then maybe I'll feel better. Oh, I have tons of hope that I will. I don't know. And it hasn't been good for 20 years. <laughs> the next you will be good. You know? It's just like, you just, it's just like, how cold you're walking around. <laughs> yes, I will be okay. <laughs> No, you fucking won't. Hush! <laughs> yeah, that death blow may be liberation, really. If you finally would let it sit in, yeah, it's never going to get better. <laughs> no one's ever going to see you as special. The knight in shining armor isn't coming. The fairy princess has gone, gone and went. You weren't chosen. No. You're a beggar with a big diamond in your pocket. Stop fucking asking for things and look and see. See what you want. You're rich as hell. It would change the whole ballgame, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, this whole idea is just to see what you're not, really. Yeah? 
So, because if you see what you're not, the seeing will be emphasized. If you keep seeing what you are, it's a form of looking, called self-obsession, self-centeredness. Yeah. But if the same looking is actually seeing, you know, like in a, so if the seeing what you're not, the emphasis, the attention, interest will sooner or later land on the seeing, and it'll recognize something. Hey, I'm more of that. This no thingness, because interest, attention is definitely not like it's any secretion, any fluid you can see coming out of it. Yeah? It's 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 not like you know that's you know like it's not like uh, doesn't have the uh, viscosity of blood or anything. You can't see it. Yeah? So the interest, attention now rests on the seeing, which is much more like it than where it was seen from, seemingly you. Much, much, much more like it. And there's a recognition, aha, that's the source in a way. And then the interest attention doesn't get fooled much anymore. It doesn't keep going back to the idea of you, it keeps going back to the source. The sense of being, yes. And it rests there. And the same thing that fueled your seeming imprisonment is what enlivens your freedom. It's the same interest and attention. It's just been freed up. It's resting now in the being. And you won't, it's hard to dispute when you start finding out about it. Because the way it downloads is not into a, a binary system. It goes somewhere other than that. And it comes from somewhere other than that. And its impact can be great. It sort of, it sort of breaks the binary system, really. Yeah? It doesn't go through the binary system. It just bypasses it. It's just like the sense of the timelessness of it. The timelessness of it doesn't play by time rules. It's never delayed. It's never put off. It never can be reached through time. Yes, time is not cannot facilitate it. Yes, time cannot block it because it overrides all time. Every moment of what we call time is timelessness. Obviously, there's no. We we're the ones who put this little formation of time on it. Yeah, to make sense out of it. Yeah? So that we can seem to appear in the past and hopefully will appear in the future. But really, there's just timelessness. And then the downloads start really informing you of that. Not about by the information, but by how, how the information is based. It's based on timelessness. It's not about, all right, if you work harder and get vigilant, Paul, it's going to open up more for you. No. <laughs> I never get any information like that, ever. It's just, <laughs> and in, in timelessness, a, a huge download can happen in no time. You know, it's not like when you download on a computer, it takes time to figure the file. This doesn't work that way. You can get a huge, huge download, and it looked like no time went by at all. You're just sitting there, and it can actually change the whole system in a moment, you know, because there is only this moment. Or it may start a shift, and then it will translate as an expression in time through you, which is just as fine, too. You know, it has its own little value because it seems to deepen. Yeah, it's more like a, a poetic version of it. Yeah, it has more stanzas and more uh, like a more f- emotional feel to it, more tactile, which is a nice way to go. But where it's coming from is that always ever where space, but it translates here in this in time and expression, so the expression can get different. Like I get different downloads, and then sometimes there's downloads that happen that are like, uh, like I don't like putting degrees on it, but let's say a fundamental new download happens. It's in other words, the whole flavor of the download shifts one maybe over a very short period of time, a whole big different flavor, and then. That one flavor is imprinted on all the downloads for a while. They all carry that one flavor, different tributaries of it, but they have the same flavor, and it's a different flavor than all the other downloads. Yeah? And then that will sort of go for a couple months, and then there may be another big down, another download that a whole new flavor, and then the sub-downloads will all have that flavor. Yeah? And just to uh, sort of like... Yeah, it's just wild. So you just... But it all comes from the, the same place, in a way. Which one of the qualities is definitely timelessness. It has nothing to do with time. And definitely that doesn't have anything to do with appearance. It's not playing in that game. So you, in a sense, have no relevance in, in that space. Which is really refreshing when you're in seemingly here where all you are is relevant. <laughs> I mean, you're the most relevant thing here for us. We're the Alpha and the Omega. Even if we have an idea of God, 
It's, it's, that's uh, after us, you know. When, who knows God? You do. <laughs> if, this, if God was the big player, God would be known. <laughs> There'd be no choice of us knowing it. God would just be known. <laughs> because it was God, right? Nothing could stand in the way of being known by God. <laughs> but we think, we, I don't know God. I don't believe in God. We're just using names, you know? I don't never feel anything like that. I would say you're the bigger God in that expression. <laughs> so here, the mind is playing God. Yeah, and so. <laughs> I think I'm done. I'm at the age, time in my life, I'm going to know God now. Oh, thank you. Great, Paul. God's really appreciative of that. <laughs> He's really dying from your lack of interest. Now, I just got an email from, I don't, a text. He said, oh, thank God that Paul wants to know me. Said, I've been waiting so long for this. <laughs> but being this can't be. dominant. And the way it's dominant is it's already dominant, but the way it's dominant for us is attention and interest. When the attention and interest orbits around that, instead of orbiting around the idea of Paul, it's a whole new galaxy. It's a whole new constellation. All different stars and different meanings. And you're not the sun anymore or the sister. <laughs> you know? You're like Pluto, maybe. <laughs> it was a planet, now it's not a planet. Whatever it is. And yet the sun now is, let's say, that sense of being, you know, presence. And your interest and intention is going towards that all times. Yes? Never leaves it. Even if it meets tons of things, it never forgets the nothingness of its source. Yeah? But if it keeps coming back to a thing that's claiming itself to be this, it loses that. Yeah? The interest and attention is just a vehicle in a way. It's what, what it's it's just an energy that whatever vehicle it's put in, that's how it that's how it manifests. So if it's interested in attending to that thought system, it's going to produce an incredible amount of anxiety from that faith. From that faith in the thought system fueled by interest and attention, that gives this that can produce an incredible crop of anxiety. All coming from what's not happening. It's a mind boggling. Yeah? So can you, you know what your head can do when it entertains something that's not true. Can you imagine what would happen if it entertained something that was true? Incredible power. Yeah? I mean, it's all the mind's power now that's happening in most people's lives because they're mostly worried about what's not happening. So they have to, the mind goes there with thought and it produce, produces an effect in this body and, in, and it makes an experience happening now that has nothing really to do with now other than the thoughts about there and then. It's a pretty huge playing God, in a way. Yeah. The same interest and attention freed from that faith in this thought system produces an ease and comfort here. Yeah. And, our, and our ability to rest and the ability to enjoy peace of mind, the ability to sense the presence. Yes? They're all capable, but they're being used for other ends, usually. Yeah? The end is to be the constant becoming of a self. It can't be a self, so it has to constantly become, and it does that through thoughts. Constantly becoming. It becomes a past self, it becomes a future self, and and it's constantly trying to become a past and future self right now. That's what it's doing, isn't it? It's always becoming, becoming, becoming. Because that's the highest form it can get to. It can never be. Because it isn't. Yeah? So it becomes. It's a verb, constantly verbing. This is being, it's different. And it's the same mind, but it's a totally different sense. If it's resting in the urge to become, it's agitated. Constantly seeking, constantly trying to figure things out. Trying, trying to know, trying to get a sense of security. Yes? Because it's always seemingly in danger. When it's resting in being, it's chilled out. It's available now to others. It's of service. Yeah. I mean, f- to be available, to be of service, is to be present. And we are present, so we're available and we're of service. It's, it's how the day goes, how we're going to be used, really. Maybe you'll have a day off, maybe you won't happens a lot in recovery especially 
Yeah? You just show up and then things happen. And maybe that day a lot of people call you and need some assistance. Other days you're like free range and you're fine and hanging out. But you're on call, so to speak, all day. Because why? You're available. Why is that? Because you're present. Not because you did something. That would be you being available, which is an incredible unavailability. <laughs> really, it's always a condition in that. But if you're if you're present, therefore you're available, and if you're available, therefore you're of service. You can't. That's the way it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is a, like teaching about what you're not. There is no meaning called a non-duality meaning. It's impossible, because the non-duality is a negation. It says not to. That's all it says. It says not to. Not to, subject, object. Not to, yes, no, male, female, high, low. Not to. Now, what would happen? Instead of trying to go from two-ness to try to understand one, we're just, they're just shortening the trip. There's no two. <laughs> Therefore, there's only one if you want to put it that way, right? It's much quicker than to try to go from two to one. <laughs> because you can't, first of all. <laughs> There'll always be two when you reach the one. There'll be the one in you. <laughs> that makes two. <laughs> that ain't the one. <laughs> but I'm going to merge into the one. As me? No, that's not going to happen. There's no merging into the one. <laughs> I'm just going to be absorbed by the one. No, you are nothing to be absorbed by. There's no you. <laughs> you mean I can't become the one? No, you can't become the one. <laughs> so not to being one. <laughs> Instead of two, one. It's tons of seeking. Tons of trying to get to be a one. No, not two. Oh, one. <laughs> you see it? It's got such a timeless quality to it. It just cuts the, the root. <laughs> The whole fucking tree falls, like that. And then you're left with your pants down. The mind may want to try to pick it up and put a nice belt on it and start walking nice if nothing happened. But if you let the pants stay down, it's not even that. Then, uh, there's like, uh, you just go along with it, you know? It's over. It's like if you were falling down a thing and you just kept trying to grab, like, handles, yeah? And then you got exhausted, and you realize when you stop grabbing, they turn into wings. They didn't turn into wings, they were wings all along. Yeah, that maybe you're a, you're a, a creature, a non-creature in space, more than a, a form in here. Yeah. Maybe your mind. Not to be able to be seen, felt. Because what's seen can never be seen. You're never going to see what's seen. You're never going to hear what's hearing, ever. You're never going to feel what's feeling, no way. Yeah? It just frees you right now. I'm never going to know what's known, alright? Far out. It's like a huge mental chore I've been dismissed of. You know, like when your parents would say, oh, you don't have to clean up your room today, and they just unleash you in the back door, and you just run, you run that to your friend. Like, oh, oh, oh. That's like it. But all for all, you know, I'm way gone. <laughs> you're released, you're unleashed from all the seeking. You're never going to know what's known, bro. You're never going to see what's seen. But you'll be seeing all the time. Yeah. You'll be hearing all the time. You'll be feeling all the time. Yeah. Maybe you're that which feels and sees and hears. Instead of this urge to want to know it, maybe you are it. Yeah. It's a different ball game. Yeah. You see it? Yeah. 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 Instead of wanting to know it, to be it is so different. Yeah. You can have peace now. Not when you get home tonight, though hopefully that will occur if you get home tonight. But now. So the immediacy of the moment becomes a very, it's, um, that's the agenda in a way. 
questions? from and I don't know what it's of it translates it's like something it's almost like something got digested and then regurgitated through this yes I don't get the digested as this with my little mental system it just regurgitates and then it gets to express because I have a seed assignment here yeah so that's more the downloads are about the downloads are more about a way of expressing this know how to deliver the message in a way how to present it and over the years it's become clearly defined that it's more about what what's actually not happening than anything about what is happening because I see it's fundamentally flawed to attempt to describe what can't be described if you spend a lot of time describing what you can't be described you're being described the most by all that yeah your description, I believe, is, is, is truly inherently absent. So I'd much rather have, I like it this way, and that's how the downloads come to me. It's more about what I'm not. Because information can come down from there. The space that the information comes in is what we are. Yeah. If when you recognize all this meaning and all the stuff that's appearing in the space is not you, your interest and attention, instead of being on all the things and particulars, disperses and senses the presence of the space, it takes that to be its original face, not you, as a body. Yeah. And it's always gazing into nothing. So it's constantly in the, it's always looking at itself all day. It's like seeing nothing all day. Yeah. And it has tons of attention and interest to do what's necessary here. Because there's tons of interest and attention. It's not a finite amount. Yeah? But the interest and attention is now wedded to the idea of what it is, to, and then instead of being wedded to the idea of what it's not. The idea of what it is isn't an idea, it's a being of what it is. The idea of what you're not can only be an idea. It never turns into being. It's always the act of becoming. It never turns into a being. Yeah. That's why people call it obsession with self, because the more it moves, the faster it is, the more apt it senses to become. It's much, the, the highest form of being it can be, be is a becoming. So the more it's, it's like the faster the becoming, it can, it almost reaches its orgasmic level of false beingness. You're totally obsessed with you. Everything has been forgotten, and all you are, you're that drenched with meaning, tons of meanings, and just, that's its, that's its like, orgasm, in a sense. But it can never tr- turn over to being. It can only be an act of becoming. Because it inherently isn't. That's the beauty of it. That's the freedom from it. I mean, if you were a self, how much obsession would you need to have? You'd already be a self, yeah. Why would he need to be obsessed over it all day? <laughs> you know, most things that are what they are aren't obsessed about what they are. A tree's a tree. I don't think that tree's obsessed about being a tree. Yeah, it's a tree. Yeah, and it does a damn good job of it. Why are we, why is the mind so obsessed with this idea of being a self? If it was a self, it would just be living as a self. Yeah? Which we seem to be doing. Why is it a huge obsession about that? Because I would say there isn't one. And the only way it can appear is by obsession. Because it can only appear. So to keep the appearance going, it's sort of like if you're going to project an image on a screen, you have to have constant light. If the light stops, the projector, there's no light, the screen is blank. Yeah. So the light has to be constantly fed into the projector to keep the light being projected so that looks like, hey, yeah, that's, the, that's my life up there. Yeah. What, what would happen if it would stop and you'd really see your life, which is the screen? <laughs> you know, I mean, who, sl- who claps for the screen after the movie? <laughs> a great screen, man. I've seen so many movies on this screen. Horror movies, I've seen drama movies. <laughs> but the movie has to have light moving, projecting onto something. And if it stops, there'll be a gap, 
like an intermission, or what you want to call it a pause, when the whole effect of the movie stops, yes? Because it has to be a continual bombardment. Because it's not so. So it has to become, becoming, 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 becoming. And then the mind takes it to the next step, I am that. Yeah? So the becoming, the becoming, the becoming is the selfing. And the product of the selfing is when the mind finally submits and goes, I am that. I am a body. Yes, these are real authentic. This is the only thing that could be happening. I feel like this, and this is how I feel. And it just succumbs to that. And now the rest is just to reinforce it, because it's a glue. It's like a bondage to an idea that's not so. Yeah. So it has to be reapplied. So the system doesn't give you much of a break when you succumb. It has to keep reinforcing it. Obsessing, obsessing, obsessing. Everything about you, everything my I, me, my I, me, and my. Because if it stops, when there's that pause, it you're dismissed. You see the chains are totally paper. Yeah? You're free, inherently. And it didn't take any time. And it happens quite a lot during the day. Yeah? But the, the story, it just, it takes those moments of freedom and like a speed bump. It just goes over them and it just keeps on cooking. Oh, I had this incredible experience of my own absence. Like we were saying, you know? I really want to, I want to I have an experience, I want to experience my own absence, but I want to be there to have it. It's sort of like a tricky one. You really want to be here when you're not here. It's impossible. But that's what's happening in a lot of people's heads, yeah. So you see it. It's a futile attempt to be. It can't do it. It cannot become. It, that's why it's a verb. It's becoming. It can never become. If it did, there would be a point that you would rest as a self. All right. John, John, I'm a self. <laughs> okay? Thank you, mind. You pr- you've created it. You are God. you created a self. Thank you. Now let me get on with it. Why is the It's constantly going. It's constantly giving birth to because it can't give birth to it. It can only appear to give birth to it. Yes? I mean, it's like cocaine. I shot so much coke. You, know, you would think that at one point you would reach the limits of coke satisfaction. All right. Stop. Take it out the last shot. Put it away. I'm satisfied. Coke did its job. I've reached a point of satisfaction. I've never been this stable. I've just been walking around. How many, how many shots it took? 8,000? I survived. That was the main point. My body didn't die. and overdose. Now I'm done. Maybe I'll start on heroin. Get on heroin satisfaction. You know what I mean? It's not like that. It goes on and on and on and on and on. It's just it's just a mimicking fuel of selfing. There's never addictions never get to a point of satisfaction because they cannot be. They all they can do is become. You can become high. You can become high, but you can't be high. Yeah, it's an incessant. Becoming, becoming, becoming. It's just a mimicking of what's going on up here. All addictions are mimicking the same thing. The desire to become a self. All of it. All addictions are trying to get relief from that unbearable production going on. Yet all the while there's being. If interest and attention are lighted to the being, you'd be freed from this obsession. It wouldn't mean the obsession would stop, but you'd be freed from it. You'd lose interest in it. You'd hear it, but you wouldn't listen to it. It would just be on and on. And after it not being listened to in a while, you'll see what a role you play in it, because it will dim down. And the system will get less and less, less and less thoughts. Yeah? It will. It just just slowly loses its revolutions. And then you realize, wow, my attention and interest was fueling this whole thing. This was the natural resource it was living on. was this. I'm like a giant oil deposit. It's just pumping it up and producing, refining it, and just selfing and selfing and selfing with it. Yeah. All because it was taken to be me. If you're not that, the whole thing shifts. Yes. So, and you're everyone's here. It's, it's already a done deal. Mind has woken up to an idea that it can't put down because it's an invitation about its own nature. It's not about becoming. It may be thrown into becoming for a while, but usually if you stick with this message, you'll outgrow that immaturity of constantly wanting to become awake and all that baloney. Yeah? You will grow out of that. 
And if you stick around, there'll be a there'll be a maturing in that beingness and the resting in it, and there'll be a lot more peace in your life. And at that point, you won't care if you're awake or not, because you got what you thought awakening would bring about, which is peace. And then, yeah, there's no hierarchy or anything like that. It's just what's available. And I think it's already done for all of us. It's just playing out in time, because you've heard the message. It's a done deal. There's no turning back. Once mind gets a little bit of truth, if you want to call it that, it really has a, it can tell like junk food from nutritional food. It really can. If it's always on junk food, it can't tell the difference. But once it gets a flavor of something, it recognizes discrimination starts arising. So, <laughs> why would I want to go down that road? <laughs> yapping, 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 yapping. It's like people in recovery who go out and inevitably, inevitably have to go back, come back to AA. There's nowhere else to go. But they still go out. And then maybe it takes only two days they're back. And so, like, for me, I got, and there's no chooser, but it's, you throw it in that, that uh, paradigm. It's sort of like being on a horse you don't want to be on. So you jump off the horse, and then life happens, and you, you get dragged back to the corral, and you've got to get back on the same horse. And then you realize there's no getting off the horse while you're here. So why get off if you've got to get back on? Why not just stay? You know what I mean? If you, just stay with it. Just don't jump off the horse. You know? So this is like, when you watch the mind and you see it's becoming, you know, it's, and it's attempting to grab the interest and attention that's resting and get into the story of being you, you, know, you see that, just decline the invitation. You, know? you don't have to say, no, just decline it. Just see it, see it. And then another offshoot of becoming will appear. And then after a while, if it doesn't suck your interest and attention into it, it's, 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 see, it's seeming suction isn't really, it's your gullibility. But the seeming suction gets weaker and weaker, and it can't grab the interest and attention. And it just goes, and there's no, which makes this huge story, panoramic, technicolor story. Yeah? And, it just, and it loses this oomph. And after a while, it's just, all the while your attention is just resting where you are. And then sometimes long gaps, nothing occurs. There's no big spurt of it. So the becoming just chills out. Yeah. And then what has to what becomes more obvious is the being. Yeah. And you know it because you have you know, it's what we are and you've had senses of it when you were young, I'm sure. Yeah. So there you go. Oh no, I very much resonates with uh, what you say about that it's a done deal. That you know, once you hear the invitation, that uh, it's just a matter of time. In my own language, I see it like you can't screw it up. It's you know, once you sort of uh, entertain that notion, it, it seems to be just a matter of time. So the question is, um, what's the time frame? <laughs> I didn't take me any time to see that come. I'll tell you that. I saw that before you said it. Here it comes from left field. So it's just uh, very clear that Stick with the seeing, and then see what evolves out of that. Yeah? Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. But all that, the importance of quickly and slowly is more rooted in a you than in, in the seeing. Because the seeing is not of time. So it's not in any rush. I'm mean, enjoy, enjoy what's available now. I mean, or don't. <laughs> you know, I mean, but... <laughs> to locate you somewhere. That's what it does. See, how it constantly becomes is to present you as already a done completion. Yeah, That's its becoming. Its becoming is to make you a, have a became and, a be, and, a, and I will be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the best it can do. It can't make you something. It can appear to be something. Yeah. So, I don't know, in 
recovery, we have Rule 62, which is don't take the self so seriously. I don't know what time frame it is, but I feel you're doing pretty good, Tom. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, the good is the review of satisfaction and just not get everything. It's just fine. Yes. We had we listened to this comedian last night, which was pretty funny. I like him, C.K. Lewis. Lewis. Oh, he's pretty funny. So he was doing a, a hour-long stand-up, and he was talking about people in America, you know, being like the worst examples of people in the world now. <laughs> all, the, all the people in the world now. You know I mean, and he's talking about how uh, you know, people complaining about being on planes. You know, oh, I had a 40 minutes on a tarmac, and this, and he says, "You were up in the air in a chair. <laughs> you were flying. <laughs> you don't get. You're flying. <laughs> you know I mean? Or you get the newest phone, and you're bitching about it. You fucking." You know what I mean? 30 years ago, you were dire dialing. You know? You had a location for the phone. It's now it's anywhere you are. And you're bitching up, you know? Just the way we are, the mind. It's never fucking happy. Yeah, it never sees the, the glory of situations. That where your health is available. Yes. If you were really sick, you wouldn't be fucking thinking about this message or how much time it's going to take. You'd be worried because your attention interest would be riveted on your physical condition. You've been freed from that. I mean, yeah, all, every one of us are quite comfortable here today, which allows the mind, its interest and attention, to easily go and be led somewhere else than what it's been assigned to. Yeah, because the health isn't so bad. You're not having huge dramas at home. People aren't yelling and screaming at you. Yeah, there's, we're really quite fortunate in this little movie, that our minds can actually, because some people's minds, they can't leave the distractions. It's about survival. It's about a lot of different things that are going on. Yeah? They're wedded to that, and no fucking philosophy is going to help them to get unwedded to that. We've got a lot of luxury, in a sense. We have a lot of time. We're rich in time, in a sense. And that time can be used to entertain timelessness. Yeah? very fortunate. Like for me, my health is really good right now. Fucking lucky as hell. Because I've had years and years when it wasn't good, you know? And there's a cellular memory of that, of that's how I am. Yes? Physically. And to have that getting rearranged with no intent or any heavy work on my part. I, I follow some people's suggestions, but it's not much work. To see that starting to change, my own physical condition at this, what I would call late time in life, it's fucking mind-boggling. What a, what a nice uh, gift, yeah. So it's really good in a way the gratitude of where we're at, even when we're thinking we're not here, you know. But in the manifestation, we're fucking, 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 fucking pretty lucky right here, yeah. And to, so we can come on a Saturday and share this stuff. A lot of people are up to their neck and stuff. They can't take any. Seemingly, they don't believe they can take any time out. So, and maybe it's not just about us. Maybe it's about the obviousness of the certainty will take hold on you and which will affect others that are around you without them even knowing it, without you having the pontificate or anything like that. Just the sense of what the energy of where you're at, the certainty of it will have a huge effect to you. Like we had this thing, it's really powerful for me, and I'll end with this. We went to this guy's memorial in recovery couple months ago, and he had 54 years of sobriety, and he, used, he knew the, uh, the founders, one of the founders of AA, both of them, which was, it was the only con connection to that original times with this community, and he passed away. So they had a memorial, and they had a lot of, and in recovery, they have sponsors and sponsors, like mentors, you know, so they, seven of his guys he worked with were up there having the memorial. And they asked people who had been sponsored by this man to stand up. And it was about 300 people there. And so about eight other people stood up. So now there's like 15 people. And then they say, okay, well, anyone here that had been sponsored by these people? And about 30 people stood up. And then they said, all right, any people here that have been sponsored by these 30 people? And then that, so about 90 people stood up. Just from this one guy in life. One guy in life. And that was just this little room. His effect, 
exploded, and he must have affected thousands and thousands of people, and most of them not even knowing it. What do you think is happening with us all day? This is like an infection. It's like a contagion, this information. It's going to affect people you run into. Their minds may be adverse to it, but something's going to resonate. Yeah? It's not the point of it. It's just expressing. It's like in Course in Miracles, it says, love's nature is to extend. Yeah? It's to extend. And so where does it extend? Through manifestation. So this is, it happens. Yeah? So don't underestimate, in a sense, what's going on. Because it's not all about you, from the self-centered point of view. It's about mind. 